What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. My fiance's been asking me for a while to do an episode about Freya, her favorite goddess, because we're the kind of people who have favorite goddesses. So I'll tell you the story about the time Freya got gangbanged by a bunch of dwarves. This one's for you, babe. Freya wakes up one night before sunrise and wanders out of her house in a daze, searching for gold. Who else happens to be awake at this hour? The god of starting shit, Loki. Of course you'd be the one weirdo awake and sneaking around while everyone is asleep. So seeing Freya, he decides to follow her for no other reason than he's a creep. She takes the Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge, down to Midgard. I'd like to mention how the Vikings, the most metal people ever, thought that rainbows were a bridge to the gods. How adorable. Freya eventually finds herself wandering into a cave occupied by four dwarves. Alfred, Valin, Burling, and Grrr. They're hard at work, and they're forge, at their forge, crafting the necklace Brzingamen. When Freya sees it, she decides she absolutely needs to have it. It's the most beautiful piece of jewelry that anyone has ever seen, ever. She has to buy it from them, offering far more than it's worth in gold and silver. Dwarves tell her that they have no need for gold or silver. She asks them to name any price, so they huddle together to discuss. Worth pointing out here that Freya, as a goddess of love and sex, is a total dime piece. Beings all across the nine realms have tried to get into her pants. Both the giant who built the walls of Asgard and the one who stole Thor's hammer tried getting her as a bride while making deals with the gods. I've covered both those stories in previous episodes. They're dope. Go check them out after this one. The dwarves have a much more short-term goal in mind, though. They each want a one-night stay in Poundtown. Freya's like, even Grr? And they're like, oh, especially Grr. Freya weighs the options. She's giving up four nights of her immortal life, which has roughly infinite nights. And in exchange, she gets the necklace literally forever due to the whole immort immortality thing. Which, to be fair to her, is like really good math. When you have infinite of a resource, why not trade some willy-nilly? So she gives each dwarf what they want and spends four days and nights in the cave. I'm not sure what the rules are, but I'm willing to bet butt stuff was on the table. You're not paying the greatest necklace in the universe for fucking missionary. Now, who had followed Freya and was watching from the shadows the whole time? Yeah, Loki is still there watching her get her freak on. He decides to leave just before she does and goes tattling to Odin about what happened. And Odin is pissed. Sometimes Odin's wife is Frigg, sometimes it's Freya, sometimes he loves Freya. No matter the situation, it did not make Odin happy. He tells Loki that he has to break into Freya's house at night and steal the necklace. And Loki's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I may have followed her and ran to tell you and just jammed my nose in other people's business where it doesn't belong, but I don't want to be involved. Odin did not take no for an answer. You just can't argue with the head honcho. So Loki sneaks off to Freya's house to try and break in, and he's totally at a loss. The door is locked, and he's like, pfft. Well, I guess I should just give up. This is impossible. Then he remembers that he broke into Thor's house and is like, oh, right, yeah, the shape-shifting thing that I can do, that I do all the time. He turns into a fly and he finds the tiniest crack in the roof to sneak in. While in Freya's bedroom, he's standing over her sleeping body, probably breathing real heavy, like the usual creep stuff. She's lying on her back, so the necklace is clasped under her head. Loki turns himself into a flea and stings her cheek, causing her to roll over. He then turns back into a man and undoes the necklace. Then he just leaves through the front door because he used up all of his sneakiness for the day. Freya wakes up and finds that not only is her necklace missing, but also her door was left wide open and she instantly knows who did it. She's like, oh, it's gotta be Loki. It's only ever Loki, but Loki's a bit of a bitch and isn't dumb enough to cross me on his own. Odin definitely told him to do it. She put the, piece, the puzzle pieces together in no time. So she storms over to Odin's hall and is like, give me back my necklace. How dare you debase yourself like this? I was like, I'm not going to take morality lessons from a dwarf hooker. She demands her necklace back, and he agrees on one condition. 
It's important to note here that Freya isn't only the goddess of love and lust. She's also a war goddess. Half of warriors who die in battle go to Valhalla, which belongs to Odin, but the other half go to Folkvanger, which belongs to Freya. She's a certifiable badass who will lead an army of fallen warriors during Ragnarok. Odin asks her to start a war in the mortal realm. Just fuck shit up. He wants two kings, each with ten kings backing them, all to fight. Oh, and also a little thing, no big deal, but no one's allowed to die. Just whenever you get slain, immediately resurrected to come back and keep fighting. Something about letting the mortals rip each other apart. Like, come on, man, you were supposed to be the good god. What happened, Odin? Like, who hurt you? This leads to Freya starting a 130-year-long war on Midgard because she really wanted her fucking necklace back. She had sex with Grar, after all. She earned it. So that was the episode about Freya and a gangbang. If you like the story, like and subscribe. Maybe tell a friend. Leave a comment but with, about what you'd like to hear in future episodes. And I also have an Instagram where I post memes about mythology. It's at Awesome Myths and Monsters.